it's time for the Tom Sumner Program. The Tom Sumner Program is a live variety show with music, comedy and special guest interviews every Monday through Friday. The Tom Sumner Program. Old-fashioned radio for a new generation. Our theme music is Fruit of the Louvre, provided by Flick composer-producer Howard Eddy. Stay tuned, because it's on now. Old-fashioned radio for a new generation. The Tom Sumner Program. Have you lost your job and your health care coverage due to COVID-19? You're not alone, and Genesee Health Plan can help. I called, and they provided health care enrollment over the phone with Medicaid, HealthCare.gov, and Genesee Health Plan. They made sure I had access to doctor visits, my prescriptions, and more. Getting health care coverage can be confusing. You don't have to do it alone. Get help with GHP. Call 844-232-7740 or go to GeneseeHealthPlan.org. We're in this together, and together we'll get right through now, it. the COVID-19 vaccine are available to millions of Americans and soon they will be available to everyone. This vaccine means hope. It will protect you and those you love from this dangerous and deadly disease. I want to go back to work and I want to be able to move around. To visit with Michelle's mom, the hugger and see her on her birthday. You know what I'm really looking forward to is going to opening day in Texas Ranger Stadium with a full stadium. We've lost enough people, and we've suffered enough damage. In order to get rid of this pandemic, it's important for our fellow citizens to get vaccinated. I'm getting vaccinated because we want this pandemic to end as soon as possible. So we urge you to get vaccinated when it's available to you. So roll up your sleeve and do your part. This is our shot. Now it's up to you. Hi, I'm U.S. Senator Debbie Stabenow, and I'm listening to the Tom Sumner Show. Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the show. I'm Tom Sumner. We've got a, an interesting show planned for uh, today. We're going to talk about the uh, Flint City Council election, which is coming up. Uh, well, the primary is coming up August 3rd, and we're going to start... Um, Six days of uh, looking at the wards that are going to appear on the primary ballot, according to a uh, press release uh, that I got from the city clerk's office yesterday. Um, there won't be a primary in the first, fifth, and ninth wards, so we're doing the remaining six. Um, the rest of this week and all of next week except for Wednesday when we do armchair politics and uh, we're starting out with the second ward there are three there are three people challenging the um, the incumbent in the second ward he is uh, a uh, Flint businessman a world-class uh, musician and the incumbent the actual uh, city council representative for the uh, second ward in the city of Flint, and he joins me by phone, Maurice Davis. Maurice, good morning. Good morning, Tom. How are you doing this morning? I'm doing okay, but I'm getting all kinds of uh, echo. And I think... Let me try this. Hold on one second, Tom. Okay. Hello? Yeah, that seems a lot cleaner. 
good. Let's go with that. All right, we're sounding good. Um, Maurice, let me uh, let me ask you this: You became uh, a member of the city council in the midst of a series of unbelievable challenges. I mean, we went from emergency yes. managers to the Flint water crisis, and then the pandemic. Um, is it all you thought it would be? <laughs> No, you cannot really know city council until you take that seat in that oak. <laughs> then you learn what is really what it's about. <laughs> well, you know, it's it's funny. A, a lot of people want looking in from the outside. Make, yes. make a lot of fun of the city council because the meetings drag well into the wee hours yes. of the morning. It seems very often that important deadlines are passed for or or missed by you know just this ongoing wrangling over very often over procedure um what what is that all about is that really a necessary part of the process is the process really that messy no they just i don't want to you know point fingers at nobody but a lot of people that get elected to these positions I don't know how much they really know about the real world. And uh, it took me four years right now to become vice president of the city council as well. I started chairing a lot of the meetings. But from the very go, I realized, wait a minute, parliamentary procedures for the help meetings move along, not hinder. And they <laughs> was too rigid with it. And when I started chairing, I kept telling them we had parliamentary training, but no one would listen. Until I started chanting and I started demonstrating how you should hold a meeting. And now it's a lot more relaxed and, and on a different type of dialogue instead of that argumentative discourse. You know, even with Councilman Mays, it's very frustrating when everything is piled through you, Madam Chair, while point of order, point of information. That's not necessary. Let's have a discussion. We got city business. Let's get it done. And and they finally listen now. If you pay attention to council, it, we getting more business done, but it's a timely process getting it done because of how and when the the business is presented to council. Well, so it's a lot of work. Yes, in a lot of organizations, Maurice, and I know this from my work in in nonprofit organizations, working for a board with a committee structure and. Um, city government is is similar in in that respect that you have you know regular council meetings but then there are committee meetings and the idea is that the work's supposed to get done at the committee meeting so when you Correct. when you get the whole council together it's just passing or not passing resolutions that are presented for the up committees and Correct. and absolutely but it never seems to go that way it seems like it's it's a, a free for all how much of that is council-driven, and how much of it is because um, but the nature of city council is to allow for public input? Well, I tend to be very truthful, very upfront and truthful with it. What that is a proponent of is absenteeism. When we do committee, to this day I haven't missed now vote or even one day absent through sickness or whatever. I haven't missed out of four years one vote and one day absence. But we have consistent high absenteeism on council, and I would hope the people that's running and aspiring to be a council person 
when you're not there, you're not representing the constituency that you elected and you took an oath to represent. And it's a hell of a sacrifice. You got to be there. So what happened when we do committee, and I chair special affairs committee, I have chair governmental ops, a parliamentary procedure committee, I don't chair just, but now I'm chairing legislative committee. I chair a lot of committees, and when someone absent, I chair all the committees. But what I'm trying to say is this: you got to be there, and we don't we don't get the the work done in committee. It ends up the work getting done on the council floor, and that calls for a long meeting, as well as in a timely manner getting from the administration the proper information, documentation, what we need to make a a very good decision for the people you represent. We got to have, you know, line item, whatever the question, let's get it answered in committee. So like you just stated, we voted up or down when we get on the council floor. That don't happen too often. And and what about the the open meeting nature of, of council meetings? Now, it's been a little a little different, a little unusual because of the pandemic, but typically and historically, there's been an opportunity for residents to come to the meeting and to get up and speak. Um, is is that kind of cumbersome? Is it is that kind of problematic to getting the the business of the council done? No, no, no. Actually, to be truthful, that's the best part of the meeting to hear from a resident. <laughs> Because, see, we elected to do what the residents say do, not what I want to personally do or my hidden agenda or personal agenda. No, if you're a real council person, you applaud people coming to that podium saying exactly what they feel and how they feel. But the eerie and the, 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 the disheartening side of it is when it's not your fault. When you, you, if it's a complaint, let's say trip hazard with a sidewalk, trees trim, you turn in the complaints, but then other departments don't respond to it. I got complaints never got done in four years. And it's very, only the mayor could demand departments to react. And I would look forward to having discussion, special order on the charter, so council could have that kind of authority. When it comes to what the residents want, not running day-to-day operation of the city, but such as trash, uh, high weeds, or whatever it is, blight, picking up trash. And I have to do it with my personal vehicles, else people are going to be really, and they are sometimes frustrated with me. When are you going to come get my garbage? So whoever can find be a council president, get ready, buy you some equipment, roll your sleeves up. It's not a pretty job, but it's a necessary job. There are... Uh Two council people who are not running for re-election this time, creating open seats. Um, yes, Santino Guerra in the uh, in the third ward, and uh, yes, and Herb Winfrey, which I think is in the sixth ward, which Correct. leaves open seats. That means there's going to be at least two new council people um, next yes. time around. How long does it take? You you've had some experience now. How long does it mm-hmm. take for somebody to get? Uh, um, to get their sleeves rolled up and, and to get on the same page with the rest of the council. Be honest. To be just blatant, honest, four years. Four years. You got parliament procedure. You got to learn how to chair meetings. And then you got to learn all the different ins and outs. And then you got to make relationships with every department. Treasury, you know, um, 
the, the mayor's office. It's a lot of parts, and all the way over to the treasurer office. Well, we have land banks, and then you have all of the other business. Like, also, I'm on the, the Board of Economic Development as well as Brownfield Development. So I know all about a lot of day-to-day operation, what's going on with the city of Flint. And then I call them the stakeholders. You got DDA, Downtown Development Authority. You got the Chamber, Tim Harmon, and the crew. It's a lot of entities. You're going to have to really thoroughly know the benefit. And you're going to have to know how to win and how to compromise. Yeah, what about that compromise? It, it seems a lot of times that things don't get done because people can't seem to, through debate, um, get get themselves... Yes. Onto onto a, a a center point that everybody can agree to. Yes, you're gonna have to. You will never get everything you want, but as long as it's not gonna be done, it's got to be. I just can't get away from the word constituently driven. The people drive your compromise, so you have to meet them in the middle. Right now, it's a uh, it's controversial with a uh, spot zoning of Raspberry Rhythm Cafe downtown for a marijuana dispensary, headed up by I want to say Phil Schultz and the crew, downtown development. Okay, uptown. Okay, now they want that, but then when the residents kick in, now we got an issue because if the residents say we don't mind it, let's have it. All of the business community could want it, but the residents don't want it. Now you got it, it turns the table. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't go in there and object in my own personal because I don't even mess with marijuana. And I'm not holding nobody in a bad light that does because it's, 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 it's necessary. But it depends on the people. And that's what brings in the compromise. Because you'll see people will tend to, I'm going to use the word lobby you, to get it done. And then when it, you get through with a public hearing, you're going to really hear the public either, and they're going to tell you, and they voice voted up or down. Yeah, nay. It seems, it, it sounds easy, but it really isn't, is it? No, Lord. No, Lord. <laughs> I've been in business for 40-some years, and in an impoverished community. I was, I'm the president currently of uh, Historic Civic Park Neighborhood Association, as well as the Historic business district association and i was civic parks president and i've been president of all these and chaired of all of these associations i'm very versed at it as well as running my own entities of business distributing music yada 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 so a lot of people don't know i deal with i've been dealing with attorneys and have attorneys for the last 40 some years as well as cpas and yada yada i'm, I'm a first businessman and i own a lot of property over here but without you know, you can speculate what you think you're going to do, but this here is one of the hardest jobs I ever endeavored because we're moving millions, voting up millions of dollars every other week. Yeah, we got Maurice, garbage contracts. Maurice, yeah. I, I don't want to interrupt, but I do have to take a short break here, and I do want to talk yes. to you about uh, the budget and uh, and some other garbage, <laughs> no pun intended. Yes. Um, can you stick around for a few minutes so we can talk some more? I'll be right here, Tom. All right. My guest is uh, Second Ward Council Member uh, I know I dare Maurice Davis. We'll Tigger. be right back. And don't forget to remember to listen to Tom Sumner program on account of because he's so bouncy. <laughs> 
I'm Julie Lopez with Crime Stoppers. Have you ever wondered what to do if you have information about a crime or the whereabouts of a felony fugitive and you want the police to know but you need to remain anonymous? Well, here's what you can do. You can go to p3tips.com or download the mobile app. You can go to Crime Stoppers of Flint and Genesee County's Facebook page and click on the Leave an Anonymous Tip tab, or you can call 1-800-422-JAIL. All methods are anonymous, and if your help leads to a felony arrest, you may be eligible for a cash reward. Remember, your voice matters. Our lives have been turned upside down by COVID-19. When a vaccine becomes available, it's critical that all of us get it. What we do as individuals will impact everyone's health, including those who can't get the vaccine. We won't get through this unless everyone takes part. Now is the time to get up to date on all recommended vaccines for both kids and adults. Experts say it's more important than ever for everyone to get their flu vaccine this year. And if you're older, you should get both the flu and pneumonia vaccines, since both illnesses can make COVID-19 even worse. Vaccines are available at a lot of convenient places, so be an example for friends and loved ones and encourage them to get vaccinated too. We all want to reunite, travel, and get back to school and work. But that means we all need to get on board. This is the time to do what's right for each other. Get vaccinated. It's our best shot. Hey, this is Tom from the Tom Sumner Program. Catch me and a gaggle of great guests weekdays on Our Voices Radio, WFOVLP 92.1 FM. You never know who might drop by. Joe Bye from the Blue Hawaiian. Dan Serling. Congressman Dan Kildee. Alexander Zondrick. Dr. Comedian Joe Napote. Woodrow Stanley. U.S. Senator Debbie Stabenow. State Senator Jim Ananick. Comedian Brian McCree. The unknown comic. Mark Farner. And Tom, I want you to know Tom's my friend. You, you've always got great questions, and you know the material, and you, and you care about it, and it's, uh, it's that's impressive. Nice to be with you, Tom. And I admire you for reading all of that. I haven't read the whole thing. I've got willing to admit that. <laughs> hey, Tom, this is my favorite interview all It's like having coffee at the kitchen table with you. Tune in Monday through Friday from 9 to 12 right here on 92.1 of a Kind. And check out our website at TomSumnerProgram.com. MTA Flint is nationally recognized for continually seeking to provide sustainable, reliable, and cost-efficient transportation for individuals throughout the region. Through work-related and non-emergency medical transportation and your ride services, MTA is moving people with future and alternative fuel technologies. More information about MTA Flint and specialized services is available at mtaflint.org. Discoveries. They happen when we least expect them in places we thought we knew. And discoveries have a way of teaching us a little more about ourselves along the way. Welcome to Flint and Genesee County, where up north meets down south. Home to Michigan's largest county park system and a vibrant culture. A place filled with discoveries we've yet to make. Throughout acres of beautiful lakes, wetlands, and woods, and in the diverse city beyond. Where the uplifting melodies of gospel choirs fill the air. Where the work of renowned artists color the galleries and museums. Where the fresh fruits and vegetables at the downtown farmer's market awaken our senses. And where the cultural center and planetarium broaden our view of the world. Let's spend a few days enjoying the wonders of Flint and Genesee County. Where the joy of discovery is pure Michigan. Your trip begins at Michigan.org.
This is Congressman Dan Kildee, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program. And welcome back, everybody. We continue my conversation with the uh, City Council representative from the 2nd Ward, incumbent uh, Maurice Davis. He's uh, joining me by phone. Maurice, welcome back. Thanks for sticking around. Sorry to make you sit through all that. Oh, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it, Tom. Well, yeah, you've you've done a little radio, so I, I suspect you listen differently than other people do. Um, Maurice, I mentioned uh, before we went to break that I, I wanted to talk about uh, about the budget and about the garbage. the The budget deadline was actually missed. Um, yes. What happens when that happens? You know, it, in Lansing or Washington, when a budget deadline is missed, we go into a, a government shutdown. Did we ever face that in, in Flint? No, 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 no. Well, you see, what happened this budget go around, Tom, is political. We're in an election season. So people <laughs> move around certain things to make and make light of certain individuals. I'm I'm one. I thought I was an ally of the administration coming to find out I'm a foe. Anytime you stand up strong, and I'm just being transparent and honest right now. I don't owe nobody nothing but to love them, period. When you stand up for the public, you're going to find out people going to come against you. It's hidden agendas. And I'm hoping a uh, council uh, aspiring Somebody that's trying to, you know, get a council seat would understand because they can't understand until they take that seat. But uh, when you move in for 100 percent public, you don't do what they want you to do. They come at you in an election season. So just so happened this budget hit on the dime of an election right there in the 11th hour. And they utilized that. We didn't have line items. I haven't, like I said earlier, I haven't missed zero meetings. But to do budgets, when what happened, the biggest entity of the budget was the rescue money came from the feds. It, it, they didn't want to enter it in into the budget because everything is projected or proposed. It's not, you know, just in our coffers. But we knew. Even right after we, the CFO of the city, Miss Shelby Fry, stated she didn't know when the money was coming down. The very next day, it showed up in our account, City of Flint. So it's politics. And that's what that was about politics. Divisiveness, we dark hearted, we're not doing, we working our behind off to do city business. But I'm going to say it again, this is an election season. And that's what happened with the budget. As you can see, it passed. But it didn't pass the way it should have passed because that if you notice we have the money, the forty seven point three million dollars sitting some in somebody's bank account collecting interest because you haven't heard nothing. Other cities already is utilizing their funds. And you know, you hear the narrative at first the man said I'm gonna put X amount of dollars in crime, X amount of dollars in blight. And what and then even came over into the medium, uh the media Ask what do the public want to see done? You ain't heard another word. If you is, you let me know, and you'll be informing me today. And that's what it is. It's politics. And, and was that the same thing going on with the garbage contract? What happened there? What's, what's your take on on again, off again? The garbage contract just sat on levels, on all levels. 
Every side of town got different needs. What's needed over in the first, second, and third, and sometimes fourth and fifth, and other wards as well. But mostly over here in the first and second ward, I can speak to it because I'm over here every day. Republic haphazardly picked up the trash, let alone the yard waste. Now, when they missed, guess what? I had to go pick it up. When they did construction over here on, uh, um, I'm going to say, Fleming Road all the way over to Stewart on DuPont Street, them garbage trucks claimed they couldn't get down in all that mud. But guess what? I had to take my dump truck and go down there and pick up trash until they did a lot of completion and bring all of that blocks all the way over to my own home for Republic to come collect it because constituents was frustrated. And a lot of them elderly and, and wheelchair bound. I had to pick it up. And now we can fast forward to right now, even with yard waste, with Republic. They hadn't picked up over here. So I got a lot of land and I got a lot of where I could recycle the leaves for fertilizer. So I had to go pick them up. Me and Beverly, we picked it up. So, and now with that said, why is you paying an increase, 300 some thousand for a 90 day extension? And it's a performance burn out there that they should do. And only excuse they had because of the pandemic, people didn't want to work. We couldn't get the workers. Hell, if you paid me, I, if I took your money, I owe you some of your money back. I don't increase with a change order of 300 some more thousand dollars on the back of the taxpayers. That's ludicrous. That's crazy. And that's what that's about. And even yesterday, they, they skipped streets over here. I had to call in. And guess what? You can't even leave a message because it, they mailbox is full. And then when we did have a hearing uh, or, or a special order on Republic, they sent a representative out of state. No local representation. And then he was adamant about whatever. They were just nasty to council. It's supposed to be a co-equal branch, which is city council and administration. But clearly, administration is running this hand train at this time uh, uh, solo, without the help of council. So they expect us to just rubber stamp everything they send up, and they can't. We can't govern this like that, and that's what's going on, Tom. Being and, transparent. And it sounds like Republic doesn't want the gig anymore. Who's who's going to collect the trash going forward? Uh, we have other entities around here. You got interior. It's a lot of waste, and we got people bidding. They, they're not the only one. And that's where we, we, Flint always get the brunt end of nothingness because people feel like this is an impoverished community and y'all do what we say do. And I think it's criminal to, to, to do a lowball bid, if, let's hypothetically say interior bidding. But Republicans do a lowball bid and then in the middle of the contract come back with change orders for hundreds of thousands of dollars. To me, that's criminal. Because we shouldn't allow change orders. Whatever you bid for whatever work you say you're going to do, you must perform that. And sign and make sure it's in the performance bond. It's foolishness. You got to straighten out, straighten out the city. You got to straighten it out. But it can't always end up on the back of the taxpayers. And that's what's going on. The people vote you in to make sure you are a good steward of their dollar, tax dollar. And most people in the city of Flint is retired on fixed income. So you got to be mindful. Maurice, when we first started talking, I, I mentioned parenthetically the, the Flint water crisis. 
And mm-hmm. most of the lead lines, if not all of the the not lead lines, the uh, service yes. lines connecting people's yes. houses to the mains, m- most if not all of those have been replaced. I mean, we're getting at the end of what uh, what Mayor Weaver called the, um, what was it, the, the Fast Start program? or Fast, fast Start, yeah, Fast Start, yes. Um, we're, we're pretty much at the end of that, but now we're seeing all kinds of problems with mains. We've got that big... Uh, sinkhole well, over Maxine. What's it, what's it going to take to get to get the the whole Flint water system up and running? Right, a brand new infrastructure and the bag back piggyback of what you just stated. All of the lines did not get replaced. It ran out of wind funds. The funds ran out, so it's about five hundred houses or so that did not get replaced. The funds is not there. Ain't nobody at this time getting restoration. And not only that, why would you perform a, a lead line replacement of someone's property without scheduling the restoration at the same time? Just like these haphazard street cuts. Why would you cut a street and not go back soon as you get through and repair that? Instead of putting gravel and sand all over, you got to drive drunk and all over the, the road trying to avoid them without tearing up your tie rod on your car. That's not right. So, you know, it's people sitting around these desks trying to shortcut. But at the end of the day, you best just do it right the first time and be done with it and tell the truth. And that's what's frustrating. You People don't know the truth. And when you tell, they don't know. I'm sitting in the back, back meeting before the meeting before the meeting. I'm sitting there. And when I hear what the media say, oh, Lord, oh, Lord, here we go. And there <laughs> we go. I'm just being blank. That's why they come at me. I don't care. I, you know, I'm a musician, but I'm a winner. In order to win, I got to do the right thing for the public. I'll be doggone. I was born in Flint. I'm not here to, to play games. If I get unelected, okay, now somebody else take the wheel and drive. But I'm going to tell you, buy the equipment, roll your sleeve up, and get ready. Because it ain't nothing like you aspire. <laughs> if you ain't got no equipment, you hurt the people. If you ain't never mowed one blade of grass but your own, don't want do not run. If you ain't got no chainsaws to cut up trees when they fall or whatever, do not run. I'm just telling you the truth. It's a job, at least over in this ward. So Spe- they got high expectations. Yes. Speaking of, well, before I get to that, I, I, I want to finish mm-hmm. up what we were talking about with yes. regard to infrastructure. There's a, a lot going on, in, obviously, in Flint and around the country about yes. bringing infrastructure up to date and uh, trying trying to make things right with roads, bridges, water systems, and there's money coming from the feds for that. Yes, and and a lot of the repairs that have been done in Flint was money from the state, largely uh, because well, <laughs> people basically sued them for it and said you caused this problem. You you got to clean it up. Um, but will there ever be a time when, and what would it take, where Flint can can move forward on its own without help from the state, yes. without help from the feds? How, how does that come about, Absolutely. Maurice? Absolutely. It's happening now. It's according to the master plan. But what it is is this is based off of shrinkage. That's what this is all about, shrinking Flint and shrinking the poor right on out of Flint. And that's why I have to be a little more adamant because my side of town is poor. And it's called taxation. 
you ain't gonna be able to afford to stay here. They gonna bring in. They got new development coming downtown. You know the D, uh, DOT, the uh, Department of Transportation, moving four seventy five. They're doing that as the beginning. Of, they're already working on it. If you've seen 69, they're working on it. But they're going to bring it right down through off the side of downtown, 475. They change it. And they're going to do not a redevelopment, but a development right there. Last night or the day before yesterday, you heard the, the state park piece with the mayor and the governor. Yeah, over at Chevy County. Yes, sir. And then Hadwell Beach downtown. So what it is, is a shrinkage taking place. The North End of Flint shrinking, that's why it's called green space. Ain't nobody going to articulate truth. I'm, I'm, I'm elected to tell these folks the truth, whether good and or bad. And that's what I did. I'm not worth my salt to be down there to benefit me. And, and please, fact check Councilman Vice President Maurice D. Davis and see if I'm lying to you. Check it. Every word come out of my mouth, fact check. See if the 475 project, the development, and other entities, and that's why there's so much talk around zoning, master plan. But nowhere, homeowner occupied rehab, that's why you see when you hear about multi-income housing, they're talking about apartments. They ain't building no new build houses, and if you do, you don't qualify on fixed income. We got the, the stimulus package to help the residents. Let me know when the mayor announced what are you going to do for the residents of Flint? And I, and I will be elated and actually do it without stipulation. Because everything coming, including the water settlement, which we said on the courtyard with Judge Levy just the other day. Stipulation. You got to prove damages when clearly water came down everybody's faucet. And the people that was damaged the most ain't going to see hardly a dime. Only ones to turn is $202 million. So it's very frustrating when you really notice, when you get the experience. I didn't have this experience four years ago, Tom. When I really looked behind the curtain, I said, oh, Lord, we, are, <laughs> we got a tsunami coming. Poor, poor folks. What, what are the chances, and, and how would you even go about attracting um, the jobs necessary to lift people out of their their circumstances uh, in Flint, you know, lots of good paying jobs. What you cannot in twenty twenty one. Write it down. This is a technology age. They're only running game when they're talking about new jobs because you got to have new skill sets. This is a technology age. As we hold Zoom meetings and everything, as everything changed. So after a while, all you do is look at a cassette player or even a a turntable where we used to have records. And now you don't even have CD players in cars. Every music now is downloaded. You don't need to go to a record shop. It's the same thing all across the board, the spectrum. If you didn't update your knowledge, you left behind. And how do you bring people, how are you going to fight a war you don't even know you're in? The average person don't even know. That's why all of this crime, because of income. Back in the day, General Motors was a supporter. This city was named, matter of fact, Chivalry, all the streets in Chivalry Avenue, named after General Motors. DuPont Street and everything else. But now, nobody telling the truth. You got to reinvent the people because General Motors ain't coming back. So guess what? It's called apprenticeship programs. You, you know, you got too many people never had kids telling you how to raise kids. That can't work. And then now the water them poison it, and it affects your mind. The only thing they build in here instead of schools 
or medical facilities to help the kids, they build juvenile homes for millions of dollars. So it's just a, a big fraud taking place. And I know I don't sound popular because I ain't there to be popular. My job is to tell you the truth and I'm done with it. But we can fix something with what is truth, the word. I can't I can't get on no radio or no media and I know better. And then I'm I'm crooked as everything else. Not me. I'm elected to help, but the first thing I got to have you acknowledge, we got captain, we have some problems. And where there's money, there's corruption. You do not leave people behind that you petition them to vote for you. And then I turn them back. From the governor on down, we've been left behind. And I'm not satisfied. Maurice. And I don't know what I... Yes. Last, uh, last year, you took a lot of flack, and, and I can't remember if you endorsed him or just said you supported Donald Trump. And Donald Trump. Oh, that's a good question. Yeah, Donald Trump was not, you know, widely popular in Genesee County. I don't care. I don't care about none of that. Listen, let me tell you, I'm glad you asked about that, by the way. Mr. Trump, I did a, a, a Charlie LaDuff show over in Detroit. And he, right off, soon as I got off the interview, he said, well, Maurice, who do you think about voting for? I said, this time I probably vote for, for, for uh, President Trump. Why are you voting for Trump? You voting for Trump? Are you a Democrat? I'm, I might vote for Trump because if you remember, Biden made that statement piss Maurice Davis off was what? You ain't black unless you vote Democrat. Bump Democrat. I have one guy. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just telling you what God loved the truth. And what happened was is this. When I said that, just so happened Breitbart, whoever that was, the national news media, President Trump people was on the line. And they caught it. And then within an hour's time, the White House office had started talking to me. And, and here go the question. He said, I thought everything, because uh, uh, in the interview, Charlie Duff asked about the Flint water. I say, no, we're not fixed. They're still working on changing service lines, yada, yada. And Trump was surprised. Y'all not fixed? No, sir, we're not. He said, well, what could this administration do, whether it's political or not, to help you? At that time, if you remember, they were sending out the $600 stimulus checks. I say, Mr. Trump, people in line for hours at a time getting resources, food and water. They didn't stop the water pods. I say what would be a beautiful thing if y'all could have a discussion at the White House to send us $600 a month until we get straightened out. And that was my discussion with President Trump. And he said, i tell you what, I'm going to have my whatever it was high up to call. And they started calling. And not only did they call, I was offered a job to this day on Newsmax. So all of the Republicans, they started embracing me. Next thing I know, I'm hearing from Mike Pence. I was supposed to meet President Trump up in Lansing, but I couldn't. We had a council meeting or something. So I, they asked me, well, Mr. Davis, can you meet Mr. Mike Pence at Bishop Airport? And I'll tell you who was there in the front row. Uh, uh, your friend, uh, Doggett, Henry Hatter. I oh, said, yeah. well, Henry Hatter. The nicest people in the world, the Republicans. They were so nice. And people chop my head off about that. But clearly, <laughs> yeah, all I was did. trying to do is because politics. But see, my job is to help the least of these. When I had that conversation, I said, at Bishop Airport, we need help. 
all of the council, including the mayor, should have been there. That was, a, at that time, the vice president of the United States sitting there with all authority to help Flint, Michigan. And clearly, people on, I don't know about all over the city, but this side of town would have welcomed it. $600 uh, uh, every month until they fixed our water. And now they showing notice. It's showing up in the form of child tax credit monthly. But they jumped on me because what? Politics. So so be it. God loves the truth. And my job is to tell it. My job is to help. And I'm sure that would have blessed me and everything under the sound of this microphone or your, your, your radio show. Well, $600 a month. Maurice, we're we're almost out of time, but you said something yeah. a few minutes ago about you know fact checking second ward council member Ward Davis or yes. Ward Davis, yes. an old friend of mine, yes. Maurice Davis. Yes. Um, Maurice, how can how can people contact you or reach out to you or or even just learn more about you and keep track of what you're up to? Please do. Mdavis at cityofflint.com. I ain't even got to do the music and YouTube and all the other stuff or just Google him. <laughs> but just know as an attorney, Maurice Davis, that's not me. Because uh, a lot of people think I'm the attorney. I'm not the attorney out in Source Creek. Yeah, he don't live in Flint. Yes, he do all my life. The attorney live in Source Creek, and they thought it was me, and they thought they had a I got you. From <laughs> <laughs> the thing. Uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't be why would I run for city of Flint if I'm an attorney living out in man, come on now. But Tom, M Davis at City of Flint dot com is just that simple. I remember when I got you used to me and I got your back. Um <laughs> Yeah. But not so much anymore, right? Um, no Lord. Maurice, I'm glad you uh mentioned music because 'cause I'm we're gonna go to break here in a minute, but uh yes. when I come back I'm gonna play some music by maurice davis um and and this is just an excuse because i like the music but uh <laughs> maurice are you getting to do any music these days i know you're awful busy oh yes the the pandemic shut me down from doing the back to the bricks blues on the library lawn and uh sure we do the tune-up party out in beach we do uh marquette but i i just finished up a brand new record so any way the wind blow with the council deal, that's going to say a lot. Because I, I, I'm sitting on two whole albums nobody never heard but Maurice. <laughs> well, I'm ready to make a dollar or two. Other than getting royalties off of the stuff. So uh, I appreciate it, Tom. But my job was to help people and not myself. And that's where I'm going to stick it. So... You know, if, if your God bless you, who can curse you? My, my God opened doors. Man can't close. Only he can. So as long as I do what I'm supposed to do, I'm blessed to be a blessing. My job to tell you accurate truth and leave it there. And that's my job. Well, Maurice, I, I'll tell you, it's been a while since we've had a chance to chat. And I yes. was really looking forward to this. And I appreciate you spending this time with me this morning. Thank you. Tom, you're always the best. you the best ever since we was at Kettering and everywhere else. And I see you still on WFOV. We was over there together. Keep doing what you're doing, Tom. This is our hometown, and it, we're going to be all right as long as we get people and keep people that have a real passion, not for the whole of the city, but people in the city. 
Well, thanks, You know, Maurice. not just no economic development, but you got to care about for the obesity. Keep up the good work. Thank you, sir. Tom Sumner program. All right, Tom. While we've been staying safe at home, scientists have been on a journey. The destination, a COVID-19 vaccine. This journey began decades ago with research into other coronaviruses. Scientists built from there with months of research and development, cooperation with other experts worldwide, and clinical trials on tens of thousands of volunteers of diverse race, age, and health status. They arrived at a safe, effective vaccine, and hundreds of thousands in Michigan have already been vaccinated. But the next step is ours. We need to get the vaccine when we can, keep wearing masks correctly, and taking precautions until we reach our destination, freedom from COVID-19, and getting back to the lives we love. Discover the facts for yourself at michigan.gov slash COVID vaccine. A message from the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services. Start your weekend early with the Tom Sumner Program every Friday live at 11. We turn the spotlight on the world of arts and entertainment featuring artists from music, TV, and the movies. Catch everything from the rich local talent pool in and around Flint and Genesee County to up-and-coming stars of stage and screen, plus legends from New York and Hollywood. Hi, this is Greg Nagy. Hey, this is Hoppa. Hi, this is Joe By from the Blue Lions. Hi, this is Alexander Zonjic. Hi, this is Mark Farner. This is Maurice Davis. Hi, this is Rochelle Ray. Hi there, folks. This is Sweet Willie T. Hey, this is Steve from the Nashville office. I'm Gwen Pennyman Hemphill. Start your weekend right. Go to 11 Fridays on the Tom Sumner Program. Those hands, no matter whose they are, can spread the germs of many common diseases. That's why I want you to realize how important it is to keep hands clean, to wash them regularly and always before meals with Life Boy, which not only removes dirt, but helps to remove germs. Teach the children this habit. Form it yourself. Always use Life Boy for hands and face as well as the bath. America, your children have an amazing superpower. That's right. They can help save lives by simply washing their hands. Just 20 seconds of thorough hand washing after they've coughed or sneezed or been outside can help fight against the dastardly spread of germs. Armed with only soap and water and hands, your superhero can protect you, your family, and everyone out there in America land. Amazing! Find out more at coronavirus.gov. A message from the CDC and the Ad Council. Imagine a journey down a picturesque river. Imagine your Flint River, 142 miles of recreation, natural beauty, and precious resources. The Flint River is a vital resource that is available for all to use and enjoy. The river and its ecosystem provide unlimited recreational opportunities and natural beauty while supporting wildlife in a vibrant landscape. We all have a responsibility to protect and preserve this precious resource. Learn more at FlintRiver.org. 
or call the Flint River Watershed Coalition at 810-767-6490. The Tom Summer Program.com Hey, this is First Ward City Councilman Eric Mays, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program. Another thing, I for I, intent protect. 
of the Comedy Spotlight on the Tom Sumner Program. Somewhat in the nature of an encore, here are some extended remarks of the junior senator from Arizona, Barry Goldwater. My colleagues in this great party... No campaign could get rolling without some slogans. Words to quicken the patriotic pulses of the people and get them steamed up to go out and elect Goldwater. You'll notice that these slogans are set with the compass heading of the new frontier wagon train, and some of them may even strike terror in the heart of Mr. Khrushchev. Now, the first one I borrowed from my Texas friend while he wasn't operating his television station Mr. LBJ. It merely reads, Forget the Alamo. (laughs) But I have, gentlemen, some others that are equally inspiring. Surrender hell. I have not yet begun to negotiate. (laughs) Or this one. Millions for defense, but not one cent for victory. And this one certainly will raise the hackles on the voters' hearts. 54-40, or a reasonable compromise. And one more. Damn the torpedoes, we're unilaterally disarmed. My inaugural address will establish precedent by the same kind of brevity. When I'm sworn in by Earl Warren, who will no doubt regard this act as a violation of his oath of office, (laughs) all I intend to do is raise my hand and say, I do. I have some other notions that I shall reserve for my first State of the Union message. For example... I'm going to propose a constitutional amendment that any decision of the Supreme Court must make sense. I I know it'll be controversial, but I think it deserves an airing. 
Gentlemen, I suppose no acceptance speech would be complete without a reference to the candidate's background. Very simply, I think that I'm in the American tradition. Gentlemen, I was born in a hog cabin, which I had moved to Phoenix. <laughs> and except for some air conditioning, a swimming pool, a bowling alley, a bar, a shooting range, and a golf course, it remains the same simple log cabin it always was. Now, don't misunderstand me, gentlemen. I have nothing, absolutely nothing, against millionaire presidents. I'd just like to see the day return when people other than presidents can be millionaires, too. <laughs> and I might remind you, gentlemen, that I have another sterling quality. I have never hesitated with an answer. When anyone asked me how I stand on integration, I only have one answer. Where are you from? <laughs> Gentlemen, I'm flattered that you thought first of my name. I have every confidence with that all of you behind me, I could become another Alf Landon. Do your share, and I pledge you, I will do mine. Thank you. Thank you. This was another comedy spotlight on the Tom Sumner program. Old-fashioned radio for a new generation Tom Sumner Program.com The Tom Sumner Program.com The Tom Sumner Program.com The Tom Sumner Program.com The Tom Sumner Program.com You pilots, get off of my lawn! We're trying to do a radio show down here! It's a Tom Sumner program, don't you know? Go on! Go on, get out of here!